Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Hey, guys. Ah, dude, come Yous, on. Come on, man. How can I <laughs> be happy? What are you doing? You know what will make me happy? If you guys hit what? that subscribe button. We got a <laughs> tough one today, okay? Uh-huh. Let's just cut through the BS. We got a tough one. We lost 3-0, but let's put you on the hot seat, use because you predicted mm-hmm. a 5-1 loss to Bayern, and we yep. only lost 3-0 today at the Camp Nou. So yep. is this the victory? Is, as Komen said in this you know, Dutch documentary or show that's going around everywhere, Komen said that he has given Barca a future. Is this emblematic of that? Come on, let's be serious. What a that's a that's a joke. Uh, no, it's not. It just we just got a a few less goals than we anticipated, or as I anticipated. But come on, Komen made some poor choices, and we'll get into that. But we're going to talk about the negatives, the positives, and the decisions, and who's to blame for this game, really. Uh, if you want to, but start here's with the, the thing, negatives, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Komen, he he did the three five two. It's what we sure. talked about, and we were really worried, right? In the back three, he had Eric Garcia, which I was surprised over Lenglet. He had PK and Araujo, mm-hmm. it's classic. He had Alba, Pedri, Busquets, Frankie De Jong. Expected those because uh, we thought Alba would come back from the injury. Then he had Sergio Roberto as right back, a right wing back, and as we all know, in that last video or pre match, we talked about Sergio Roberto was going to get eaten up by Bad. Alfonso Davies yep. and Leroy Sané. And then up front, he had Depay, and you know we just got the news. <laughs> last week that Braithwaite is out for like three to four months just again mm-hmm. Barca physio and the injuries that we're having just screwing us uh, and he had Luke Jong start which is something we'll get into about you know possible ways to blame this game on Komen but the 3-5-2 kind of worked for the first 25 minutes yeah. right I was surprised that Byron didn't score immediately <laughs> right just because of how low our expectations were sure. and Komen had an interesting game plan it seemed with the 3-5-2 uh, without a lot of width there by Sergio Roberto, that he was trying to plan for us to play some sort of counterattack game in which you know the, the the middle five would absorb some of the pressure from that Bayern midfield and then we would get on a break. And that's where it all kind of broke down. Even though in that first 25 minutes, Pedri, Frankie de Jong especially had a good first 25, were able to get the ball. And anytime Sergio Roberto touched the ball, Byron would give him so much space, and he just wasn't able to make any good passes. We'll show the heat map right here of all of his passes, and you can just see, as he's memed about so often, just a lot of backwards passes, which is part of why he was mm-hmm. whistled by the Camp new when he came off. And then on the other side, Jordi Alba didn't have any good crosses in that period of time, right? I really thought in that first 25 minutes, uh, Depay or... Frankie de Jong or even Araujo off of a Depay free kick could have put in a header or at least some sort of goal. And we just really didn't capitalize. And you just had this feeling that things were going to go down. And then boom, Thomas Muller gets a deflection off Eric Garcia, who for some reason isn't closing out Thomas Muller, but instead like jumps and bends so that the ball hits on the back. They score. And then it was just classic Barca, right? So what did you think? I mean, how did that first 25 minutes look to you? And then what kind of led to our downfall for the rest of the game there? Well, I think in the first 25 minutes, we had good ball movement. We created open space. I think where we where we had downfalls is after doing that for so long and so many times, I think Byron caught on to what we were doing. And a good coach, as Byron Munich has, would see that and adjust to that. Then on top of that, when we created mm-hmm. that space in that first 25 minutes... There was no uh, speed. No yes. speed at all. Luke de Jong, right? too slow. Uh, Sergio so Roberto, slow. too slow. Passes And Depay was them. out there uh-huh. up front, and Depay yep. had no one to connect with. Yep. He just seemed so so isolated for a play style that was supposed to be you know, heavily on going on the counterattack. And mm-hmm. a lot of the p- fans are upset, right? You see it all over the timeline. Matt at Komen, 
this is one thing that's kind of hard to, to gauge, right? Is that, sure, is this, like, opposite of the Barca style, where we retain possession, we mm-hmm. build from the back, we're able to do one-twos, we're able to make the triangles and get the ball forward and then score a goal? Yes, this style was totally opposite. But with, think about this, right? We go into the game, the three attackers we could choose from were Philip Coutinho, <laughs> who hasn't played uh, an actual mm-hmm. minute in over a year, <laughs> Luke De Jong, who's never played on Barca before and is about mm-hmm. to play, you know, one of the, the, the for sure favorites for the Champions League, and then Depay. And so, you know, was Komen was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, in my opinion, sure. even though he did also make bad decisions. And so I feel like the game is kind of a comedy of errors. And as we look to figure out who or what is to blame, let's start with the first one, which is Komen, mm-hmm. right? I think starting Luke Dijon in this game was a mistake, even though, you know, um, we didn't have necessarily other players to play. He just he seemed so out of out of sorts. He didn't seem fast enough. I mean, I think Yusuf Demir could have done better up there. Even Coutinho, who was a bright spot at the end of the game. Maybe we should have started him, although, you know, if things went south, I'm sure the pitchforks would be out for him (laughs) for starting Coutinho after Mm -hmm. so long. Uh, And then Alba, he, you know, reports are he had a high fever yesterday, but we played him anyways, and then he ends up getting hurt. He also didn't look that great and wasn't able to convert some chances he had in the first half to put in crosses. And so what do you think? I mean, how could he have structured the team to try and break on a counterattack with no wingers and no speed, even though he didn't have that available, is yeah. it his fault for trying that style with, you know, these players? Uh, yeah, I do think so. I think the responsibility for the lack of performance after those first twenty-five minutes does fall in Komen's hands, and I say that because I think Komen started off with a less than ideal lineup. Sergio Roberto could have been taken off. I would have rather had mm-hmm. Oscar Mangueza in there. Uh, we have plenty of defensive players to even him TT. Not to say I wanted to see him, but if we needed, we had him. And then on top of well, Langlet uh-huh. over Garcia, true, right? True. I mean, and then, that really killed me. I agree. But and then on top of that, think about it. After the 25th minute, Thomas Muller scores at about the 36th minute. Stuff starts to get kind of heavy. We start to fall apart a little bit. We, um, nothing seems to change in our tactic. That's where Komen is really going to fall short here. And I think he came in with a different plan than normal. And I, you know, applaud him for that. Don't just always come into the, every game with the same tactic, the same lineup, because it's not going to work, especially against a team against uh, like Bayern Munich. But he didn't change anything as the game continued. That's where I think is yeah. the biggest thing. And then we just end up finishing the game 3-0. Uh, we had so many subs in in the second half. It changed the whole dynamic of the game. These players hardly played together. We had Gavi, Demir. Um, yeah, but that, that's kind of that's kind of you know one for the books for why is this really Komen's fault, right? Or is this a fault of our expectations and not understanding what the real situation is here? And if you go through our pre-match video, you can see so much of a dour mood amongst True. me and you and all the fans in the comments. And let us know in the comments what you think about who's to blame here. But we're all we're all sad and, and, and frustrated and had no expectations because the team is just not that good, sure. right? Like, that's at the end of the day. Agreed. We have some high spots and world-class players like Frankie de Jong, like Pedri, like Memphis Depay. Um, but... Th- look at these subs. This, this, the subs that were put in the games by both teams really tell you. On our team, we had Yusuf Demir, right, mm-hmm. who's not even 20 years old. Coutinho, who hasn't played in a year. Mingueza, who hasn't played in a, few, you know, a month or two because of injury. You have Gavi, who's very young, and Balde, who's very young. Mm-hmm. On the Bayern side, you have Serge Gnabry, Kingsley Coman. Kingsley Coman's won like 40 trophies. Uh, <laughs> Sabitzer, who they got this season from Leipzig, I believe, was really good. Lucas Hernandez and Stanisic, right? And you just look at the players that... Bayern Munich are putting on the field as subs and they would walk into our team. That's just the the state of our affairs, right? And so sometimes 
Komen is rightfully memed for this whole, you know, I'm the one who gave Barca the future. He is, you know, memed because last season when we had better players, right, Messi, Griezmann, uh, we weren't able to, you know, close out that season strong. But this season, it's a little bit hard to, to hang him for all these mistakes because it's just we have a worse team. And, like, sure, there could have been some changes around the edges that he might have been able to adjust. But I'm not sure if Komen's the guy to blame. And I think that kind of segues mm-hmm. into are the players on the field to blame, right? And are some of them not meeting up the expectations we need? And if the players aren't meeting the expectations, some might say that the board is really at fault here, right? Even though we always blame Bartomeu, um, the players still have some responsibility. Eric Garcia, I thought was not good. Sergio Berto was not good. Mm-hmm. And Luke Jong was not good. But one thing I want to ask you, Yus, mm-hmm. before we get into those three, is Talk FCB, big YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you guys watch Jamie and, and the content he makes. He recently had a tweet that I thought was very interesting. And basically his point is that with the midfield of Frankie de Jong, Pedri, and Busquets, right? And if you think back to the summer, Pedri, golden boy of the Euros, Frankie de Jong, the very good player for this uh, Dutch national team who unfortunately got knocked out early. And then Busquets, who uh, with Spain, along with Pedri, was getting so much you know, credit and applause for being so good this summer. You put those three together, and it sounds like you know, three really, really, really good midfielders, and all of a sudden they don't perform well for our team. Is that on Komen for how we're set up? Is that on those three for how they're playing for us compared to their national team? How do you kind of look at you know, our midfield? Well, I think... When you say all this, it definitely makes sense, right? You're, it's kind of like a dagger in a, in a way that these mm-hmm. players are so good off of Barcelona and performing great for their national team. There's got to be something else, right? At the end of the day, I think Komen is to blame. I think that our midfield should, unless you're telling me right now that Pedri, and Frankie de Jong, and Busquets can't operate that well together, I don't think that's the case. And I also think on the national level, they're they're getting the right things to make them better, right? The their midfield they're, they're on the set up in the right formation to yes, help them exactly. play to their best. Yeah. So I mean, I think Komen falls short. Truly, uh, he should know how his players operate, and and they're playing in the Barca style. So it's his responsibility to make sure they're playing in the Barca style. I hope that but we're not right. That's, uh, yes. I think that's what frustrates yeah. so many people is that you know there is no really style to this team. Mm-hmm. If you look at how we played, and of course when you play, you know some lower teams like Athletic Bilbao, uh, Real Sociedad, who aren't that low uh, in La Liga versus you know a big European night at the Camp Nou with forty thousand fans for the first time in a long time, you're gonna play differently. However, it just didn't really seem like we went at this game to score. I saw a lot of comparisons about how Barca played tonight to the eight-two, and a lot of people were like, "Hey, I preferred that eight-two game." because at least we went out there, we <laughs> scored early, we were trying to take it to Bayern. This game, we kind of just played scared, played worried, and played really, you know, trying to break on the counterattack, which is not our style. And so, yeah. you know, I, I want to hear in the comments, like, is this Komen's fault? What do you guys think? Because some of the players weren't that good, right? Jordi Alba missed a lot of crosses in that first half. He was sick last night, so I will, you know, I guess write <laughs> off another big game where Jordi Alba doesn't perform <laughs> that well. Roberto, mm-hmm. we're going to put up the heat map right here for how Sergio Roberto was playing and and how his passes were but you know we meme him so much for not being uh very effective for this team and you just look at all the passes and it it was backwards every time and like we mentioned before there was so much space given by Bayern to Sergio Roberto because they just didn't fear him at all right Uh, this game was we never expected us to win and 
part of why we're not going to win it is what you said. The The caliber of some of these players that we utilize is just not good enough. One, our team is not good enough. And on top of that, the tactics that we choose to go against these tougher teams is just not adequate. It's not... Uh, it's not trained is a good word to say, right? It seems like a lot of times these things mm-hmm. come off the wing. How often did we have we seen a three five two recently? Because you know Laporte has been saying he wants a four three three, so we come off this game having a three five two, and then we base our strategy around a counterattack. Ugh, everything seems to be so, wrong. Uh, t- mm-hmm. Yes, but to to stay on the players like Sergio Roberto. I mean, what mm-hmm. was your impression overall of him? <laughs> I did. I never have a good impression of Sergio <laughs> Roberto. Uh, he just passed back, and he he had room running forward, and every time he wasn't quick enough to continue to create that space and create a cross, because at the end of the day, he's pretty far off on that edge with plenty of room. He should be looking for Depay to cross the ball in and get you know maybe a header or some other touch on it. Um, he's not the player to play on the right wing or any wing for that matter. I also don't think so, he should be playing in the midfield. Uh huh. Well, so he wasn't playing necessarily in the midfield, right? He's like a right. Oh, I just back. meant in general. Um, oh, so you don't. I mean, you don't want him to play at all. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. yeah. But how do you feel, right? The camp knew was whistling Sergio Roberto as he mm. came off. PK in the press afterwards was very loud, saying, "Hey, this is not Sergio Roberto's natural position. He's sacrificing a lot for the team, and it's disrespectful to the fans to treat him that way." What do you think about that? And and how do you feel about the fans whistling Sergio Roberto? Uh, I don't think they should whistle any player on the pitch of our team because it is psychologically disheartening for a player. And I and I t- I agree with PK there in a sense. You know, he's being put in a position that. He doesn't normally operate the best, and he's not a right back. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can consistently do poorly you can't for criticize the team. him, right? You should be able to. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> I understand. I mean, and, and that's what's so yeah. crazy is that Sergio Roberto was the like makeshift right back who was gonna be there while when Danny Alves left, and then mm-hmm. he was supposed to, you know, eventually go back to the midfield. And it's been like five years. And, sure. like, you know, I went from my early t- early 20s to late 20s uh, <laughs> with all that happening. So it's kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. Obviously, just more incompetence by the board to have Sergio Roberto staying there because, you know, we might have ruined sure. his life, right? Like, if you think about it, by p- playing him out of position, mm-hmm. by having him frustrated all this time, like, you know, you, you really affect his, pl- his ability to grow sure. and his... Uh, overall career as a professional by doing it um so let's go to the positives though use let's say you know we're trying <laughs> 2021 positive use positive adam uh-huh. i mean you leave this game and like we said at the beginning the score was not as bad as we thought mm-hmm. uh did Bayern munich play 100 percent? like this was like a final of the champions league not at all could they have scored mm-hmm. more i think so but hey we only allowed three i think some of the big positives araho really really looked good too ter stegen Wonderful, two wonderful saves. You know, I think the the Muller goal he couldn't have done anything because it was a deflection. Agreed. Then there were the two other goals, and they were basically rinky dink rebounds off the post, and then you know shot in. And I, I'm not sure he could have done much better there. And so overall, I was actually happy with Sagan um, because he had such a rough season last year. For you know one of his first games back, for him to show up and, and make some big saves in a big Champions League night, that bodes well. Coutinho used Coutinho mm-hmm. as uh, Ray Hudson used to say. He looked pretty good. He came back on the pitch, and I was like, yo. Coutinho's here to play. He wasn't a world stopper, not world class like we wanted him to be, but he showed, you know, something more than I had been used to seeing him at the beginning of last season. True. I would say Coutinho came in and took some shots. Uh, Not having played in so long, I was happy with his confidence. And 
that was heartening to see, and I hope that he gets a little more time before you know in La Liga before he comes back and plays another Champions League game just straight off the bench or straight off the year of injury. Excuse me. Um, yeah, that's kind of yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> Balde Balde, Balde looks pretty good. Balde uh-huh. looks good, man. We had been criticizing him a lot. You especially had been you know what? ringing him through no. the wire here saying that's that he doesn't true. you know have it he's not good okay. enough okay balde looked really good coming in making for, stuff uh, up uh-huh. he came in for jordi alba right um yes overall i was really impressed by how he played mingueza also had a you know a sub in that i thought was good and then you know there's gavi nico and yusuf Demir. they all looked pretty rough around the edges and i'm glad that they got experience to play in these big nights because we're going to rely on them a lot if not this season in the next three to five seasons right and so it's good for them to sure. start to get experience it does a little bit worry me that, you know, we have to start them in such big games. Had the board planned better, we could slowly introduce them into games. Whereas now we're playing, you know, Gavi, Nico, and Yusuf Demir, who mm-hmm. hardly have any minutes as professional players playing against Bayern Munich, right? Against yeah, like Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller, pretty ridiculous. World Cup winner. Yeah. It's it's really ridiculous. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the overall positives are the youth. And I think as we look back on, on this game, it's going to be easy for us if the season goes better from here and, you know, we're able to see more growth out of our players to say, hey, we didn't have Fatih or Dembele or Aguero or Braithwaite. And if we can get the rest of this core to keep playing and to keep getting better, when we introduce Fatih and Dembele, I think the sky is is a lot higher than what we saw today. Because, you know, if the counterattacking style that, that Komen tried to do today is what he wants to do, imagine how much more threatening it would be if Dembele, Fatih, and Depay were running up against sure. on that counterattack, yeah. right? They would have to fear. And that would totally shift the way that the defense played and the midfield played for Bayern Munich. And so... You know, it's it's going to be tough, guys. There's no easy way around it. This season's not going to be super fun all the time. We're going to have a lot of highs and a lot of lows. I mean, one mm. weight off of my shoulders personally, although I know Yus doesn't care about this because he hates Messi, yeah, is, is. is something we mentioned after Messi left. Is like not all of these mm-hmm. games are referendums on Messi's legacy, right? If this game happened last season or the season before or two before, it would be like, oh, Messi only has a few more <laughs> years left to win a Champions League. This mm-hmm. makes me in such a bad mood. Now I'm kind of enjoying these games a little bit. I'm like, hey, you know, we have a lot of young players. Oh, Balde looked good. That's awesome, right? Oh, Frankie DeJong is starting to step up. That's cool. Like, there's a lot more enjoyment for me in even these losses, as weird as that is to say. Uh, how do you feel about that, Yus? I think we're setting up a future at Barcelona with these young players getting enough playtime, adjusting to the style and being implemented. I just don't think Bayern Munich was the place to necessarily do that. I think that's a good spot for La Liga when we're fighting and giving them that experience uh, so that when they come up in big moments that they are prepared. I just think that it was a little early to uh, throw them in in such a tough game. And, you know, they got subbed in after, I think, two goals already. So they were down Mm 2-0 kind of disheartening to come in there but i totally agree with you uh having having the ability to enjoy the game and watch it a little more and watch these players grow as opposed to having you know messi and suarez and a couple other players who have already been there for a long time and they know what they're doing and you're just hoping they win trophies this kind of gives you a feeling of watching the team uh from infancy a little bit again so it's a it's a great experience, and I'm definitely happy to see it happen. I just wish it was happening with a healthy squad. With a better coach, with healthy <laughs> That's players, true. That's all true. that. Well, hey, yeah. let us know in the comments what you guys think. Please hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate the support. We got a little bit of a week here, weird week here because the game's not until Monday for true. Barca, but we will see you guys soon enough. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Bye-bye. guys.